The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Final Four Watch Party. This Saturday, sweat out your bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean, and Colby over on YouTube.com slash Sports Gambling Podcast. Plus, make sure to fill out our listener survey for a chance to win $100 SGPN gift card. Just go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash survey. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And, folks, as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland. Uh, welcome, everybody. Glad you're here. If you're listening, if you've been listening, get, drop us a review, even if it's a bad one, though you will be engaged in a fistfight if it is a bad one, or I might try to belittle you on air. Let's see. If you're into humiliation, leave a review. Guys, it is a big week. It's the Arkansas Derby. That's right. The first leg of the quadruple crown, ladies and gentlemen. The Arkansas Derby is here. You know I'm excited because I am the Wolf of Oaklawn. Uh, just for the record, I did not come up with that name. It was given to me, and I really did not like it for a really long time. Uh, and then I just kind of grew into it. Uh, someone, someone else is growing into things. Uh, you can see her on TV sometimes on Talking Horses. What the fuck are you doing on TV anyhow? You know, I get calls from back home every fucking day. They think you went bad shit. Ladies and gentlemen, no stranger to the Notorious OTV, Miss Sarah L. Bodway, joining me to talk the Arkansas Derby. Sarah, welcome. It's not real TV. It's just YouTube. That doesn't really count. Yeah, I use that for anyone who appears on a screen now. I've used it for Matthew. I've used it for Caleb. It's just, yeah, I like to, I like to, you know, you know start with a joke. Icebreaker, if you will. <laughs> How much does a polar bear weigh? Enough to break the ice. Nice to meet you. Oh, what about a penguin with a? What do you call? Um, oh, I already ruined the joke. I gave the answer away beforehand. This is what happens when you have to reschedule recordings with you, and I totally mess up your entire timeline, and then you get me late at night after work. So, um, forget my terrible jokes. But thanks for having me back on. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. And this is like your home port big weekend derby prep like are you not super excited are you going out i i'm not gonna be there i so i'm very bougie i guess would be the best way to put it i'm an extremely bougie person like a company i used to work for we had a tent on the infield like right at the starting gate and so and it was sponsored by liquor companies and i was there every year i i it was a big thing uh i don't work for them anymore i do this for a living which make, means i make that middle school lunch lady money son um and so you know uh i don't like going i i hate it when i have to like place a bet and then immediately walk back into line to get ready to place a bet for the next uh the next race like i like days when no one is there when it's just like you and the guy who's using an extension cord as a belt are you are you and, like a big are you there's plenty of those Right, right. Are you a big day person? Like, I, I, I enjoy it, but I, it has to be, like, super bushy for me to do it and take advantage of it. I enjoy it for certain big races when I've looked at the whole card and there's a lot of horses I've been following for a long time that'll be there. But those aren't my favorite days to be at the track. They're, they're much quieter days where you can actually walk around without having to say excuse me 300 times. So I totally get it. And me, I'm Southern, even like more polite. So like anytime I bump anybody, it turns into like a five minute conversation. You know, it's just, I'm gregarious. It's a blessing and a curse. I don't know what to say. Um, so yeah, I, I used to love going with my mom for her birthday because her birthday was on Super Bowl, like Super Bowl weekend. We would go on Super Bowl Sunday and it was before they had the sports betting and everything at Oakland. And you had that place like to yourself. And it was awesome. But, uh, yeah, man, I've seen some really good Arkansas derbies, like, up close. Like, I saw, was it Classic Empire? Uh, you know, Classic Empire's win. I was there for Magnum Moon's win the year after that. Uh, I, in both those races, per usual, uh, had fallen in love with a off-the-pace horse that is a grinder and destined to only fill out Superfectas. You know. Uh, I don't know what to say, other than sometimes I'm bad at handicapping. 
happens, but hey, those types are easy to uh, become attached to because they give you just enough to continue betting back. And then sometimes you have to realize that they're never going to give you everything. That's when you that's when you write them the breakup letter. That's what I like to do. Just go ahead. Just mm-hmm. end it clean. We're going to end this opening sequence clean. We're going to hit some ad breaks. We'll be right back. And when we come back, we're going to be talking the pick five for Arkansas Derby Day, the late pick five. We will be right back with more Notorious OTB. Online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour marquee games of the week, we'll have a better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, and it's limited to state availability. And, of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world? You can win a three-night stay at Circa Las Vegas to hang out with the guys. This contest is completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. And if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a room using promo code SGPN15. The Final Four Watch Party is going virtual. Hang out with the guys on their YouTube channel for the entire Saturday Final Four action. Live bets, prize giveaways, and much more. Subscribe to youtube.com slash Podcast and tune in on Saturday. Welcome back to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I've got Sarah here. We are talking the Saturday, April Fool's Day, 2023, Arkansas Derby Late Pick 5. Starts race 9, post time, 5.55 Eastern, 4.55 God's Time. And it starts out with a salty-ass maiden special weight race. But let's go ahead. Let's see what this is comprised of because we also have two. That's right. Two graded stakes races. The grade three fantasy stakes. And, of course, the main course. Arkansas Derby. Grade one, $1.25 million. That's gone up. Uh, Did you have any sort of like overarching strategy for this entire card? Did you kind of take it race by race? Did you think the track might play some some sort of way? How did you kind of uh, attack this, uh, Sarah? You know, they could have put their stakes races towards the latter half of the card and made it more of an all-stakes type of sequence if they wanted to, but perhaps that's not the goal with such a uh, full card of 13 races. Maybe they wanted to spread it out, include some of those more uh, wide-open races in between and not have it be all these stakes races where a lot of people rely on certain heavy favorites, and that's kind of not what I wanted to do in the stakes races, I'm not trying to include wet paint or reincarnate, though it's not as though I have any crazy wild long shots in either race that will be um, solely on the ticket. But those two favorites are ones that I think are vulnerable or at least worth taking a look against in the other races. I'm a little chalkier, so those are the main two that I'm trying to beat. But it's exciting. I think that if you can get past some of the shorter prices, you can get paid. And I think there's enough going on in all the races that it makes it worth having a couple of different opinions and there's, there's many places to go. All right, well, let's dig in eight and a half furlongs, $110,000 maiden special weight. This is race nine. Uh, It's a doozy of a pickle of a jizzam. That's what I'll say about it. Uh, Just a tough race. I ended up going four deep here because there's speed here. That's going two turns, but there's also strong condition of horses that have actually shown the ability to pass other horses before. Like you have like, the two ways that you you either zig or zag, typically. You say, okay, I'm only taking a horse I think could outrun the field, or I'm taking the only horse that knows that the, you know knows how to pass other horses. They're all over the place. Like you, There's a little bit of everything that I like. So I, I took, um, as you, you know, if you know my physique, you know that I am round, bulbous. I went back for seconds, or thirds and fourths here, and got four horses with the one, night effect, 12 to 1. What do you think about that one? I like night effect? What do you think? Uh, this, one is, this one is going to be on the ticket as the lone first-time starter in the field because I feel like they paid a lot of money for a horse that doesn't really have a ton of pedigree. I, 
I typically shy away from first time starters, you know, getting a start from a, a rail draw. Like that, that's usually just a hard fade, never use. But I'm, I'm including it. I, I like the gate works and the big workout on March 14th, going four furlongs and 47. Really, it looks sharp. I mean, it looks like it's based on times, it looks like a fast horse. And I mean, also, I've noticed that the rails seem to be pretty good today. If that manages to hold through the weather, I was on, uh, I was on the one nine effect. Let's hear it. Who do you got? My manners. My manners are off today. My mother would be beating me with a wooden spoon because I did not let Sarah lead off with, with who she had. See, I was on, on the wrong lead earlier uh, to talk about these exact same races. So uh, if you listen to the podcast tonight, then uh, you're getting me two times. Hit me two times. Sarah, please tell me, who do you have in race, in race nine? So you're just used to being ready to go. I mean, um, yeah. Night yeah. Effect is also very interesting to me. I mean, I went back and watched his sales workout from uh, last year, even though he hasn't been able to get to the racetrack until now. And he worked 10 flat without really being asked much. I thought he moved pretty well. Um, I thought it was a pretty hefty purchase price for a horse that, like I, I said previously, I didn't really see much pedigree with. But I, as well as you, thought that going four deep in this race was the strategy for me. And the number five seeking unity, who's two to one, this is a horse that I would really love to hate and would be one that I would really not want to include. I mean, this one is regressing in terms of buyer speed figures, three second place finishes in a row at short prices. But going back and watching those races, this one has been close to and stayed around after some very honest fractions early. And I don't love repetitive second place finishes, but he is running solid races and others that are near the early lead haven't stayed around. And races that this horse has been coming out of have been producing next out winners. He's been facing decent company, including a horse that is going to be in the Arkansas Derby later. And I just totally couldn't write this one off, even though this is not the kind of profile of a horse that I really like to see. You know, I use Seeking Unity also. And I feel like my notes are pretty similar to what, what you have. Because what, what I said was basically the horse has sh- shown some really nice tactical speed. It just never won with it. You know, it, it's got the move, exact move that you want to see for a race like this. A horse that can actually pass other horses. And it just, yeah, this horse should break through, right? Like, it just should. It's a terrible price to take this horse at. It's such a defensive use of a favorite. But I'm with you. Like, how can you leave this horse off? Right, and I think a lot of people are also going to gravitate towards Route Runner, who it would be kind of hilarious if they ever started this horse in a sprint and they have not yet done so. Um, but that's the number eight horse who has quite the pedigree. I went back and ended up in some sort of spiral on Pure Clan and the 2009 Flower Bowl and then the 2007 Pocahontas and Goldenrod, which she won, and then she was second to Eight Bells in the Honey Bee and the year after that. There's just a lot of pedigree here for this horse, and I mean, both times in the money is a two-year-old and then comes back and, and doesn't do that well. But that's one of those races that Seeking Unity was in. And that's the one um, where Interlock Empire came out of there and won next out. And I mean, even though Heroic Move uh, regressed in his next start, a lot of horses were coming out of that race and doing well. So even though this horse didn't do that well off of the layoff, this one has every right to improve second start as a three-year-old. So this was one that I wanted to include too. Yeah. I, I had route runner also. My one thing that I've noted with Steve Asmussen is he had just an abysmal start uh, to this, uh, you know, to this meet. But if you've watched his win percentage every week for the last like four weeks, it just keeps ticking up 1%, 1%, 1%. And the man runs a lot of horses. Like, it's hard to get that sort of upward movement. Like, he's right on schedule to be hitting it at about, like, 17% whenever the, uh, whenever the meet finishes up. So, I do think that route, route Runner could be, uh, could be live. I hate what Aspison has been doing with uh, the, the jockey musical chairs because it just seems like he doesn't have a go-to guy right now. Uh, who knows? Maybe Tyler Daffley owns the answer. Uh, Perhaps. Yeah. Who else did you have? Do you have anyone? Well, since we both went four deep and we already have three of the same ones, who's your mysterious mysterious fourth player? Very courteous of you. I had the two auto glide, fifteen to uh, one. Same. Wow, okay. Uh, Identical. So box hey, let's let's put together twenty four hundred dollars and just bet the biggest box super <laughs> that the world has ever seen. Um yeah, it flash the wheels last out on the turf at LP. That's why I call Ellis Park LP, like it's uh, half of uh, Run the Jewels. Uh, you know, gets the second career start today, adds laces for the first time, should be out near the front. I mean, that wins the maiden races. Why not? 
LP, not Lone Star Park, somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like it, L. You know, it's it's you know, if you spell it out, L-P. it's E E L. You know, it's like L. Spanish. It's, yes. it's like Chicago. It's the L. It's not the L. It's the L. I mean, yeah, this one getting to the dirt now. The dam was all dirt. Graded stakes place. This seems like the right surface for this horse. I mean, I, there were a lot of things for me to like about this one, especially the price and, and compared to the other uh, Asmussen entrance. You want to take this one and the early speed as well. So, yeah, we see this race in exactly the same manner. And uh, I don't think that's ever happened before with all the times that I've been on. Yes, I, I don't think... has. Have we ever matched up on every? There's no way we've ever, ever matched up on every single no. board, especially going four no. deep. Like, oh my god, there's so um, bet everyone did, else. <laughs> how did? Yeah, I was gonna say, how did we talk eight other horses into the winner's circle? It's gonna be the greatest dead heat ever seen. <laughs> All right, let's yeah. let's hit it. Let's move to uh, the first graded stakes race on the card, and oh, I've been so crunk for this because it was since I got the sound drop. And I wanna- Yes, yes, we want to race at the in the George Dome at the 50 yard line while the Dirty Birds kick for three. If you like it in the club, you can do it in the DJ booth at the back of the VIP. That's right, we're talking the fantasy stakes, grade three, six hundred thousand dollars. The ladies are throwing down for Oaks points. I'm excited. I'm ex- listen. I get this hype for women's basketball too. That's not true, but I feel like I get very hype for for female horse racing. Uh, Sarah. Great race, right? What'd you think? Well, are you are you for wet paint or are you against wet paint? I think we have to start there. I'm for against it. Um, no, yeah. I, <laughs> I I'm for <laughs> against it. Yeah, so I'm using this horse D. Oh my god! If if inside the pylons actually listens to my podcast, he's gonna fucking tear me apart. On uh, who? Uh, inside the pylons, uh, he's he's got. Oh, never he, heard of him. This the oh how have you never heard of inside the pylons? I'm All joking. I'm completely oh, okay. joking. I, he, man, he, he took some pot shots at me one time. It's all right, but I just, I bounce back up like Fitty. All right. Yo, I, I, I used wet paint, but then I used another horse that I feel like I'm, I'm throwing a run style at this race because, uh, I've got, I, I don't know. I think I've got some sort of like bad contagion to, you know, contagion that makes me feel like every every big stakes race is gonna melt down as of late so i i threw a run style at it with the chalk and then a, a bigger price uh are are you against wet paint are you not a wet paint fan um well look i mean she just needs to prove that she can handle a dry track now and while there's rain coming in tomorrow friday saturday does look clear it's an all-turf mare. She's the first foal. I'll be interested to see whether or not she can replicate or move up off of the figures that she's had in her past couple of races. But if you want to find out if she can handle the surface, this is the time. Right. Now is the time. And, I mean, she barely got there last time over some horses that had run really good races in there, especially Condensation, who ran a monster race setting the pace and had every reason to totally fold and still held on for second so she's one that i want to use um there's a couple other horses that i want to use as well but i am taking a swing against and i'm using four horses and not including but who is your who is your one add to wet paint the one immediately to the outside the seven paint 20 to one the horse has some real tactical speed uh like she showed in the dixie bell now gets the added distance. First crack at two turns. Unfortunately, we got Super Saver on the top line. We got more than ready on the bottom line. That's a horse that should love two turns by pedigree alone. And so at 20 to 1, the, uh, especially for like a win bet, the juice is worth the squeeze most definitely uh, that the, the horse is going to like going two turns. Um, you know, with the, with the ticket, I mean, that's the bomb that I want on it. I, I think... It's either or, honestly, is how I saw this race uh, and how, you know, with the pace and everything, how it was going to shape up. was It was wet wet paint or paint. They both just stand, you know, the most to benefit uh, from the early speed here. I wish it was paint, you know, wet paint, paint. It just sounds like my uncle talking to someone named Pete, really. Hey, Pete, man. You know, well, I had to watch the replays with a little bit of sound on and be like, all right, is it Pate or is it Pate? Like, how are we pronouncing this name? Um, but that's my topic as well. I mean, moving into the Maker Barn, stretching out for the first time, should appreciate it for all the reasons that you mentioned. 
And I mean, her second in the Dixie Bell last out, she seemed content to drop back early, make that outside run, and really just missed a classy Bridget. So both her and the third place finisher, Key of Life, just ran back in the Purple Martin. They swapped their first and third place finishes with improved buyer speed figures. The pace is expected to be hot in here. I don't really see why she's not worth including, and I don't know that we're getting 20 to 1, but she, to me, seemed like a very viable upsetter, and, and just as you mentioned, also having a similar run style to your favorite. Why are you not going to include this horse, too? This was, uh, I ran into the same thing with the Florida Derby. Um, okay, there there are two horses with the same run style that I think they're going to uh, to, to do well. It's either Nautical Star at 30 to 1. Or it's Forte at four to five. Not you two with Nautical Star. That I'm Nautical Star. No, no, that everyone is betting that horse. He is not going to be thirty to one, and not, no one I feel like has really talked about it online. But I've talked about this horse with several people. So um, this is a weekend of a lot of handicapping agreement. This is my second utterance of Nautical Star this evening. So now I. Yeah, I I think it's I I love Pate to to just kind of take the the chance. I mean, because it just it sets up. It's either A or B, and I honestly don't, you know, I I don't know how this is going to be a sustainable pace really. Because there are some horses that want to go fast on the front. They're all drawn to the inside. They're all just going to come set out dueling. So yeah, yeah. Uh, God, our tickets are screwed because we agree way way too much. Yeah, I mean, I'm going for a little bit more coverage here. I'm using the one. She's looking lucky. I'm using Pate. I'm using uh, Condensation. And I'm also going to use Royal Spa just because, I mean, who is this horse? I feel like we don't really know yet. And her two-year-old races, she could just be a sprinter. That's very possible. But she's a viable alternative to the favorite as well if she's the kind of class level they kind of thought of her as with trying her versus the graded stakes and the demoiselle and i don't think she ran that bad of a race in there but i mean she's another one that's going to want to be up close early even though she won't need the lead with all the speed that's signed on and even with the time form us pace projection is condensation just not going to be the speed of the speed again because she already was over a lot of these horses drawn close to the inside and i just don't see why she wouldn't get a similar trip in here yeah that's fair that's fair. I mean, breaking from 10 is going to be tough, is, is going to be tough. But, I mean, the horse, I mean, made the lead from five in the uh, in the honeybee. I, I mean, I, I don't think there's any reason to to say that the horse won't be the uh, the speed of speed. I always, I'm kind of, always kind of hesitant whenever I see, like, racing on sealed tracks and seeing those fractions, especially, like, when you see a horse that hadn't, like, gone to the lead that many times. And then, you know, you get some wetness on the track and then all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden it's a speed demon out on the front. I never know what to do with those. So I, I think condensation is a really interesting horse if it can actually break out to the lead and, and get it like you uh, like you pointed out. Yeah, I think it's mostly just because she had done that before and been successful and because she did it last time over a lot of the same horses. So I right. might just group of new horses and it was only the wet track performance. But we'll see. I mean, she's going to have to still be able to hold on. You spreading out any further? That's the end. That's it. All right. We're going to take a quick break here at the Notorious OTV. When we get back, we've got one more race to kind of whet the appetite. Then it's the big race, the Arkansas Derby. We'll be right back with more Notorious OTV. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Welcome back to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's mine. I'm going to spell my name one more time. Check it. It's the N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S. You just lay down slow. We've got Sarah L. Bodway with me. We are talking about... The late pick five, Arkansas Derby Day at Oakland Park. We're on race 11, the third leg. It is six furlongs, $125,000. Not a winner's fucking something if you want to read all those words. Uh, go six furlongs. I This was another tough race, I thought. Uh, I, I ended up pretty spread out here. And I'll tell you, I'll give you a little, a little tease. Uh, I have a feeling our streak of agreeing on things is going to end because... 
I capped this without morning lines. When I went back and looked at the morning lines of the three horses I picked, I was shocked at the prices that are on some of these. So let's hear it. Let's hear who you got. I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be surprised if if we're not completely different. Shocked as in their gigantic prices or shocked yeah, as in no, their big. big okay. All, all, all three right, of so them. So then are, we're done agreeing. Yeah. Okay. This is the end. Yeah, I went very chalky in here. I went one go west, seven emerald forest, and then twelve favorite outlaw. Are you looking perhaps at ultimate? I am. How did I know? <laughs> it's. I mean, I did. I did. Uh, you know, co-host a ultimate frisbee gambling podcast. No big deal. Um, Tell me about them because that was my fourth pick. Well, I I thought so. Timothy Martin gets up Christian Torres. Christian Torres. I mean, I. I I know that there are other big names here, but I, I like the the leading local jock, uh, especially when you have a horse with all sorts of idiosyncrasies and peccadillos like the Oaklawn Park track does. Uh, and I mean, the horse has shown tactical speed. That's going to be like my mantra for this is tactical speed, tactical speed, tactical speed. And it looks like a horse that is in search of a dry track. There are so many horses on this card that if you just draw a line through its last three starts because it's been on nothing but muddy sloppy tracks at Oaklawn Park you have some really good horses who have really good fast track form and I, I thought ultimate at 10 to 1 was one of them yeah and I thought this one too would be coming from off the pace just a little bit mentioning that tactical speed there's a lot of horses that want to go early so this is one that I considered but ultimately pun intended um where I really didn't want to go in here was the number four, Dr. Perry, who I don't believe is going to be 15 to one. I think people will remember this horse. I think people will see the purchase price for this one. And I don't know that we're going to get this huge price on this horse because he was considered to be kind of a good thing. And then he didn't really pan out to be such. So is he also going to be on your ticket? Or are you trying to beat this one? Oh, I'm trying to be Dr. Perry. Yeah. Yeah. I... Okay, good. Okay, so I, I w- I'll go with the horse that actually I, I took the, the Dr. Perry sandwich and I threw out the meat uh, and just used the three and the five. I, I used the three Summer at Mal- uh, summer Malibu. Um, my big note here, and I was literally just laughed at, Sarah, on a live stream for saying this. Um, you so shocked. I said, all John Court does is make good decisions, and I was laughed at. They laughed me out of there. Uh, but I love John Court. I love John Court riding at Oakland. If you don't believe me that John Court only makes good decisions, watch the replay of race five on Thursday at Oakland Park because that man got the damn thing done. But uh, the winner winner last out by six furlongs. Uh, or sorry, for six lengths. And it's going against weaker. That means incredible. Uh, you know, it's going against weaker at five and a half say, I mean, 15 to one. For that. Yeah, uh, it's, I mean, it's hurting the right to race the tougher. Vance is 12% with his horses that won last out, which Vance doesn't have a lot of strong cha- trainer angles. That's probably his strongest that he's got right now at 12%. So I think the horse has a, a fighting chance at 15 to 1. What about you? Right. Do you have any anything exotic, anything spicy? No, I mean, I feel like with Emerald Forest, you have to respect this one going to the Diodoro barn, and this horse is certainly one that likes to win races. But, you know, he's... One that I, I didn't totally love off his recent form. It's kind of one that I feel as though will uh, take a step forward now. Um, favorite outlaw, he was second behind Corona Bolt, who a lot of people really liked, who is a sprinter to uh, many people's dismay. Um, he's likely to stalk from the outside, and that was his first start since the turf try at Kentucky Downs last September. First for the Hartman Barn as well. Um and then, I mean, go west. He's not necessarily going to replicate that 100 buyer that he did two back at Sam Houston, but he also did win fresh off the bench on the 7th of January there with an 84. He was second last out on a wet track, as you mentioned, which is what all of Oakland has seen lately on the 25th of February with a 91 behind Skelly, who ran huge that day, setting very fast fractions. So, I feel as though he's just going to have to go from the rail. Um, the number two Breslau is going to go as well, but he can take some pace pressure. He doesn't have to be on the lead. And, and I thought they just, he was a player and kind of kept to the more speed stock type horses. I didn't see a complete meltdown going on in here, but anything's possible. What did you think of, of my third pick here? The six tap it spirit at 30 to one. 
I think the off tracks that kind of took the starch out of him uh, a little bit. And it's another horse I thought was in search of a fast track. Uh, second off the claim, got a nice little leg stretcher workout after they tried to you know race the horse into shape. And, I mean, if you look at Martin Villafrego, 26% with a positive ROI with horses making their second start for his barn. Yeah, with him, I thought he was a little bit more in search of a uh, horse to Indianapolis last year as well as in 2021. But yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, that's tough but fair. Okay, that doesn't really matter at thirty to one, does it? So, yeah, if you like him, right. go for it. Yeah, that's right. I I like. I, I feel like we have the same mentality here. Of we're never going to talk someone off of a thirty to one horse, right? No, that's right. All right, on to the big one. And I'm sorry, I don't have a sound drop for this one. Yes, I shot my wad with a fantasy earlier. Sorry, I'm sorry about that. But you you have to understand, there's a dearth of rap songs with the song with the words Arkansas and Derby in them. It just doesn't exist. I would have had to have made my own freestyle, which would have been, I mean, it's good. I'm good. I'm good. I'll just say. But uh, it's not ready to show yet. You know, I've got a very curated mixtape drop date uh, five years from now. For next year. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's always going to be coming out uh, Coming out next summer is my plan. It's just everyone asks me, when's it coming out next summer? I've been doing that for 10 years now. Nine furlongs. One point. Two five million dollars. The grade one, the first leg of the quadruple crown. The best jewel of the quadruple crown, I would say. The Arkansas Derby. I love this race. It's it gets crazy sometimes. Sometimes it's super chalky. It's just a it's a fair race, you know. Uh, sometimes it's broken into two. You get Arkansas Derby two, Electric Boogaloo. No big deal. All right. Who did you like here? Were you on a Baftine or a Yak Taffert? Skipping. Um, and look, I know that a lot of people are going to look at the trip that Reincarnate had last time. But here's the thing. He wasn't close early when finally attempting to make a run. Bourbon Bash moved in front of him, causing him to check as Red Route 1 was holding his lane to the outside. And then he did recover, but he was passing tired horses. I know that not everyone is sold on confidence game like I was or totally agrees that it wasn't Red Route 1 that caused Reincarnate's trouble, but it wasn't enough of a better performance for me to take him in here as the favorite over the very long sustained run from the way back made by Red Route 1, who will now be adding blinkers, likely in the hopes that he's staying a little bit more connected to this field. It just wasn't enough trouble for me to be like, well, not everyone will suddenly see that with him as the favorite and think that he's completely the horse to beat and forget about everybody else i i don't like baftines and yak tafferts i think that's my main my main issue is that i don't i don't like i hate it when he switches them over it just i it doesn't seem like it like it works for him like he needs to actually like create a new identity like bob baffert needs to like go to the social security office get like a knockoff you know passport and everything like fake nose i'm talking full prosthesis maybe a, like a fat suit you know, and actually train these horses because it just, I don't know. I know it's literally just a transfer in name alone, but it, it somehow makes a difference to me. So, uh, also, I thought that Reincarnate was going to be a pace victim. Uh, let's talk about Harlow Cap. Let's talk about T Two Eagles River. I, I see a world where Harlow Cap, Two Eagles River, and Reincarnate are all sending for it, all going. And uh, I once again, uh, because apparently I think every race is going to melt down lately, I'm on three horses i think have a little bit of tactical speed and can win this is red route one one of them it's not it's not i've been there done that i it's it's like dating waitresses i i won't it, yeah it's a, the type i won't do it anymore uh yeah dude like my thing with red Ra i'll tell you who i see with red route one i see uh, me you see me <laughs> i see i see plainsmen i see plainsmen and i see combatant two horses that like uh, just grinders that cash checks and maybe they'll win the big cap later you know that that's sort on. of He's that that's I, that. I don't know my, my thing i just think feel like he was really flattered by a big close and uh and you know the the stakes race on a on an off track and so he gets a lot of credit because it looks really good but i just i'm not sure like i just but he's it doesn't, done it doesn't... many times at it's least. true you know he's not yeah. just like showing up once or twice with this late run he did it with arabian night he yeah. did it in races as a two-year-old i don't think I mean, these blinkers are the magical cure but i think that he can at least run i mean i will use i'll use him in second place in a trifecta absolutely 
Like that's how I. I'm not. I mean, you know. Okay. This is where this is this is we've hit the polar opposite of where we were earlier. We're done. Yeah, just <laughs> it's over. Yeah, just this this record is done. All right, don't ever text me again. Fuck the you. Last Fuck race you. Doesn't exist. That's right. Too bad this pick five Matt sequence ended. This is gonna be the one that gets all the episodes from now on. Um, did you okay? Did you feel like the Arkansas Derby was the uh, we're ducking Forte Invitational? Like, no, I feel like it was the I want a really flatter confidence game by having the horses that have faced him run well so that I can look good and so that I can pick him in the derby going forward. That's part of the, what I thought this race was. The part confidence of the, game for me and the horse. See, part of part of the reason I think that Forte will probably just end up romping in the Florida Derby was because I feel like I'm seeing horses like last week in the Louisiana Derby. I think there's a couple horses in the Arkansas Derby that are coming in from like fairgrounds. Or from, or sorry, from a Gulfstream or from Fairgrounds by a Gulfstream. And it's like, I feel like you, you know that the Florida Derby is not up for grabs. And so you're just trying to get anywhere you can to get, to get big Derby points. Cause I, I, I think they think that the hundred points from the Florida Derby is a wrap. So, well, they should have taken a look at the wood because there's not much going on in there. That's true. Very, it's been a long time since anything has been going on at the wood, well, quite honestly. Last year, but who was, who won last year? Ah, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Early who, voting. Early voting was in that race. Who won a Preakness? Yeah, cha-ching. Yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe perhaps just two legs of the Triple Crown, but um, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. This, fair, this fair year enough. does not appear to have the same uh, level of talent, but you never know. Yeah, um, you you totally got me there. You were 100% right. I'm an ass. Um, <laughs> no, I, so I used to... to I just to, work there. I should know something about it. So I, I've used two of the shippers. I, I use the six Angel of Empire. Um, you know the, the horse. The and I use Rocket. Any good? I don't know, and I, I'm worried. I'm sorry so to I, interrupt, but is this horse even any good? Well, see, the thing is, so I'm using Angel of Empire, and I'm using Rocket Can. I have a third horse that's my wild card that I like at a price, but I'm using those two horses. But this is my. This is what irks me, Sarah. This is this is troublesome to me. Is that I know that these horses don't have to win to me make the derby gate like if they get more points great but they're in how cranked are they going to be how hard are they going to be ridden so i'm using them but who i really have my eye on is the diodoro horse at 15 to 1 the five airtime, airtime. you tell me something more fitting than a fifty thousand dollar robertino diodoro claimer making the gate of the kentucky derby nothing there's nothing more fitting not even my bodysuit this is more you fitting. Mean Bob Baffert's. That's his, yes, his his fat suit <laughs> prosthesis. But I mean, it, it ran lights out first time in his barn, and if Dio can move this one up again in the second start off the claim, which he is wants to do, I think that he could get a horse in the in the Derby Gate, and you might get a, a horse at a, at a price at a uh, fifteen to one. And on February eighteenth, this horse was uh, over Shoppers Revenge, who just finished fourth in the Louisiana Derby, so. I mean, he he had a terrible trip in that race, but I mean, at least he came back to do well against Stakes Company. Yeah. So, I hear you. Yeah. And honestly, what... I like him more than Angel of Empire because I just don't think much of that field that he faced. That's I fair. I know two fills came back, but that was on synthetic, and two fills had been okay before that. Um, but everybody else, not so much. But yes, Rocket Can, huge fan of him. I tried to beat Forte with him. It didn't pan out. He was so much second best, but. I think that he was uh, was still running a decent race, and I mean he should run a decent race in here. I think they're making the right move to try to dodge Forte because they realize that they're not going to beat him at this stage. Uh, I don't know why or how they're going to turn the tables on him going forwards into the Kentucky Derby, but the point is to uh, just get into the gate. This is where you have to start. All right. Here we go. So... Race 13. Oh, hold on. Who else? Do you have anyone else? Am I skipping no, too far? No, that's it. I was just going to say. Okay. So that's it. Just those all right. for me. Okay. Now, race 13. I've got huge prices all over this. So I thought that I really had to be you know, spread out in this uh, $125,000 N1X allowance going eight furlongs here. Uh, so I, I'm, I've got four horses that are from all over the posts. Like it, it, I didn't focus in on one specific place. I guess I'm a little more outside, but I do have some, something on the inside here. Uh I thought this was a really tough race. 
you know, plenty of speed, complete with needly type stalkers who will all, you know, heat the pace up. I, I'm just taking who I feel are, are the best horses to close out this pick five. I feel like that's just the best way to attack it. Uh, but guess first, how deep you go? Who do you got? I also have four horses. Okay. They're in various different post positions. Oh, okay. Most All of right. them are prices. Are we going to play this game of who we have similar again? You go first. Okay. Give me one number. I, I mean, I think this is, I mean, it's the morning line favorite, and I think it's probably your most likely winner. The one, knock her down, five to two on the post. Okay, no, yeah. no, no knock her down for me. Ooh. Uh, you know, uh, towers on figures, get the stocking trip on the rail. Uh, Does he want to go a mile? We'll see. We'll see. I Maybe. I I thought favorite that, in the last three races, disappointed each time. Yeah, I've been on the go horse west a earlier. Times. Might be able to tell you something about him, but if you it's, don't like earlier, then I, I just find myself clinging to Cox all the time. I think is the problem. <laughs> well, that is always, the problem, isn't it? Always, always <laughs> just grasping for Cox in in a moment. You know that I. It's uh, thankfully it's I don't have that problem. Fair, um, fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I I thought. It's, it was another one where if you just toss out the yeah it's failed in the last three as the favorite but if you toss out two sloppy tracks I mean it failed finishing second I don't know I mean Pioneer of the Nile there's a little bit of distance on top I mean it's a but why now uh, you know I mean you know, maybe because, this horse uh... is able to control and slow things down but I don't think that's going to happen because there's other speed yeah see but I also I think that the horse is more apt to rate and rating i think is is really where you need to be at the on the mile track like everyone thinks that you have to be out front that happens all the time and people just burn their horses up on the front you find that at the short stretch mile it's actually a lot of off-paced horses that win these races and so i thought that the the run style fit i tossed out the last two i mean tried a mile before didn't do well that was also like five barns ago i mean i think that the distance is there sure i don't know why but, I mean, sometimes you just got to run them, you know, where, where there's an opening. So, maybe it's not the most well-met horse. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah. I went one to the outside. I like 50-cent dollars a little bit. Um, okay. This one I know is capable of at least going a little bit further, is getting a slight cut back following two-thirds at a mile and a sixteenth and then a mile and three-sixteenths. I know he's going to be involved early, but he doesn't need to be on the lead. And Disc Jockey, who beat him last time, has won five of his last six. So I do like that he's facing a horse that is capable of winning and can at least handle some more added ground. But other than him, that's the shortest price I went to. So who's next in your lineup? I like the nine, Tonka Warrior for Mac Robertson. Um, I mean, Canterbury friend. I he, he hasn't had the best Oakland meet, but the last couple of years he was running a bunch of horses down here and and doing really well. He's doing really well in main races too. But yeah, I, I love I love Mac Robertson. Uh, you know we've got Marcelino Pedroza. It's not the best jock pairing, but it, it's another one that falls into this theme of like let's throw out all the slop at Oakland and you have a horse who actually you know runs pretty well, but you know, isn't really flattered by its last three outings. Uh, and I feel like that's the story with Tonka warrior. Uh, the horse, once again, tactical speed. I know that it can get up, uh, you know, on a, on a, uh, enclose on a, a fast track, uh, like it did at a uh, Hawthorne. And then when it first shipped into, uh, to Oakland, uh, whenever it, uh, finished uh, second going a mile or sorry, third going a mile by half length. So yeah, Tonka warrior. What about you next? I went to uh, the number seven, Costa Terra, who uh, was second off a lengthy layup and hadn't been seen since the 2022 Sunland Derby. He ran fourth on the 3rd of March, won by Don't Forget. Charter Oak was in there, Outlier, your friend Tonka Warrior in that eight-horse field. And even though he didn't show any early intent, he did break okay. He was kept pretty far wide and far back, and I just felt that he had a right to move forward in the second start of his four-year-old season, and the price would be right to find out. You know what I? I saw Costa Terra. I saw running in the Sunland Derby, and I really like horses that have been running at like an altitude, like coming back and dropping down closer to sea level, like like. Oh, is Arkansas. that an angle? That is, that's an angle. Yeah, my buddy uh, Tim Stedman, Titan of Litigation, taught me that one for horses like that have been ra- racing in like Arizona or New Mexico at the higher elevations. Um, but then I, I took a closer look, and uh, the horse has been here for like a year. 
So I think that 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 advantage perhaps it, it has worn off. Yeah, yeah. I think it it might it might be used to the Arkansas air by this point. Uh, I I liked it. Uh, I also I mean you you have to like Steve Asmussen with Winch, Winchell Thoroughbreds. I mean that's just such a classic connection. Those burgundy silks. Um, no, I I liked it. I didn't use it though. Didn't use it. Okay. Well. My two more horses might not even make it into the field because I actually like both also eligibles quite a bit. I, I've heard the the 13 uh, mentioned also. Conspiracy fact? Yeah. Yeah, like I... I thing. Yeah, that'd be, that would be a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's not conspiracy. It's conspiracy fact. Uh, I, I also yeah. I used, finished up with the 11 efficiency and then the 12 Megan's Honor. Just other ones that just kind of fit the bill from a, from a pace profile. And also, since I'm play, taking kind of just like a you know shotgun approach to this. I see. So we don't agree at all here either. So it was a nice, it was a nice opening, but then it all went downhill. Yeah, we need to start using the I feel statements again because uh, there's, there's definitely a separation. I feel as though we got all the way to the end without using them, and I'm really disappointed in us. I feel like you don't By hear us, me By us, I mean me. I feel like you don't fight fair. Um, no. No, it's what did uh, I ever do to you? <laughs> you know what you did. Um, uh, rescheduled no, twice. Yes, I know. So you do. You like the. You like the. Uh, the. The alternates. Uh, I, I mean, conspiracy fact. It, I can't blame you. I, I always feel like I'm also getting burned by. Uh, and also eligible because like I, I cap and I cap with the horse in the race, but then I like kind of throw it out because I think ah, I won't draw in and then it does draw in and then it burns me. So I, I like, do like that you're using the also eligibles because at the end, I mean, when you're structuring your ticket, I mean, if they scratch, boom, there you go. Or, you know, you punch it in, you're saving, you're saving yourself some money. You're not getting the refund. I like to go ahead and punch it in early. So if something drops out or, you know, so I can get the post time favorite like three times, that'd be fun. Yeah, that was really helpful with the cross-country pick five with last samurai because i used keystone field who scratched and i was like thank god because otherwise this would not have been worth playing whatsoever um but yes i like them both a little bit i mean the 13 is going for his third in a row the last two have been versus lesser but he is moving in the right direction and has been overcoming waiting for room and having to rally up the rail so i just always like to see horses that when you ask they do what they tell you or they do what you tell them um instead of ones that are kind of don't really want to listen to the rider as much. And then at the 14, it won at 23 to one, three back, back that right up when stretching out again with two consecutive seconds against tougher. So, I mean, my final ticket decisions are going to come down to what happens to these two, as well as whatever other scratches occur in the sequence. But I definitely want to use both of them if they draw in. All right, let's talk tickets. I ended up with a pricey one. I was $144 at a 50 cent base. What'd you clock in at? If my also eligibles draw in, I'm at 192. Okay. And it, without? 96. Okay. All right. I like that quick math. Uh, they must, they must well, teach that. It's written down. <laughs> okay. I was impressed. I thought that maybe your public school system was better than the one I grew up in. Oh, All no, right. I, I'm Here we go. I'm going to wrap mine up for you. It's uh, So leg one, I was 1258. Leg two, six, seven. Leg three, three, five, six. Leg four, five, six, seven, and we went four deep to close it out. One, nine, eleven, twelve. It's just kind of built like an hourglass. Uh, hundred forty-four dollars at the fifty cent base. Sarah, who'd you have again? Race nine, one, two, five, eight. Race ten, one, seven, eight, ten. Race eleven, one, seven, twelve. Race twelve, seven, ten, and then race thirteen, two, seven, and possibly thirteen, fourteen, one, ninety-two. For the also eligibles included. All right, that's it. Just from from our our lips to God's ears, um, except mostly from my lips because I want to be right because I would like to win money. Um, but uh, good luck to Sarah too. Uh, Sarah, you got anything else going on right now? What's 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 big? What's popping? What's crack a lacking? As the kids would never say. Uh, the Wood Memorial is coming up. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I wish that there were some more exciting horses in there, but it is what it is, and you never know what they're going to go on to do. So um, it's a, at least a competitive field when everybody is around the same level of ability. So that'll be exciting to see in person for the first time. My first Wood Memorial live. Um, but other than that, uh, just a lot of uh, working and handicapping and handicapping and working. 
Have you gotten to watch Jeopardy with Andy Serling yet? You know, yes. We actually make a special time to uh, sit in the uh, the many TV rooms and we make popcorn. And um, I I preview his tweets, in fact, for uh, all the Jeopardy betting critiques. Um, and I say, yes, this one. This is the one. Or you can't post that. Absolutely not. Um, and then yeah. at the end, um, you know, he gets on the train and I get in my car and go home. And uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't watch I, Jeopardy with him. But that was, I, I don't mind that watching was, Jeopardy and, and I don't mind Andy either. <laughs> that's okay. That was rehearsed numerous times. You have to get you've given that answer numerous <laughs> times, I will say, no, because that was a no. that was a bit, Sarah L. Bodway. That was a full on like bit that you just uh, did. I feel like you like workshop stand up for me. Yeah, just hit some open mics, you know, workshop it a little bit. I, you had me going. I was really, I felt like I was there, you know, in this TV room uh, with Jeopardy. You can um, come visit. I think it would be intense. I think, like, there's, like, sweatbands and, like, tank tops. Oh, you know, and, like, it's like Jeopardy on multiple TVs. Oh, it's like simulcast Jeopardy? Yeah, I'm, like, I'm imagining, like, one of the particular rooms with, like, several TV screens up yeah. and all of them are different angles of Jeopardy. At three in the morning, he's watching Australian Jeopardy. He's Australia, his, a, come on. He, yeah, he's watching. He's watching. Uh, he's watching Jeopardy at Kudawara Hills. Um, you know all those. God, listen. Uh, any any horse players out there? If you if if you're not well versed in um in Australian uh, horses and you've made some money during the day, uh, my best advice to you is go to sleep. Just go the fuck to sleep. All right. So, so i think sarah's wi-fi has a better sense of when to end uh episodes uh than than i do because we're we're getting the cracking like we did last time so good all right oh cleared up there we go all right sarah thanks for joining us i hope you enjoy your arkansas derby day you as well thanks for having me yeah, we'll. Uh, I'll be back with another episode tomorrow morning. We're going to be talking the middle pick five with Mark Capitan uh, at Oakland because there are multiple graded stakes on this card, and we want to make sure that we catch all of them. Plus, you get a little, you know, a little, little some of this, a little some of that, you know, a little A, a little B, a little both both columns. All right, that is going to do it here at the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And someday I will figure out a dignified way how to end this show.